Yo, yo, what's up? Welcome to the Stello Fellow Podcast. We are hitting today the Perfect Church. It's part four. It's actually, I mean, it's part four, but it's number three in the series of the thing, if you are walking through that at all and watching the watching the videos. So regardless, this is my, what in the world is going on here? Stop doing that. I'm trying to move the little OBS box, and every time I move it over, it clicks and opens everything, and then I can't see what it is I'm trying to do. And that's annoying. Why? Because I don't like it when things don't work the way that I'd like them to. I got a new mic, a new condenser mic, another thing that didn't work, and ordered it off of Amazon, read this little podcast article that recommended a $20 condenser mic. Wrong. Don't do that. If you're looking for quality, don't. Just use your phone until you can afford one of these sheer mics, and, and you'll be good to go. They're like a buck fifty. Not like what you know what I mean, regardless. So, here we go. So, perfect church, we share Jesus, uh, or we tell people about Jesus every time we get the chance. Let me ask you this if Jesus saved every person that you shared the gospel with this month, how many people would that be? Literally, should be all that I have to say on this one. For a lot of us, that's like, uh, let's none. And for some of it, it's like one, some it's like five, and it's like, man, I'm 30. Like I, I told somebody every day. Um, so we, there's a full range of where we fall. The majority of us probably fall on the lesser side than the uh, more side, if we're being honest, which that's kind of what we try to do here. So we being me. Regardless, when it's all said and done, this literally is the most important thing that we're going to do as a follower of Jesus. If we really believe that you have to trust Jesus to uh, get to, to have the forgiveness for your sins, and the alternative to that is spending the spending the, is spending eternity in hell, then what in the world are we doing other than telling people about Jesus? How can you get through a day or a week or a month without telling someone? about Jesus and the hope that he offers, like the life, forgiveness, and hope that we have there, and then call ourselves loving. Like, how can I not go about my day looking for an opportunity to say, hey, Jesus loves you, he died for you, can I share what the scriptures say about that? Go through a day, go through a week, go through a month, go through a year of not telling somebody that, and then go, yeah, man, like I'm a Christian and I love people. No, you don't. You, that's not loving. That is like, that. that's the opposite. That's something different. And the, the point is, the most loving thing that we can do in life is share the hope that we have in Jesus with other people. That's it. It really is. Bottom line. If we truly believe that. Bottom line, that's the best thing we do. There are appropriate times, yes, like I get it, I'm reading this right now. There are appropriate times to provide someone's immediate need first. Yes. Someone is starving, give them food. That makes sense. Like, hey, I'm dying right now because literally like, I'm starving. No, let me tell you about Jesus because he's going to provide for that. No, like give them food. And then while you're sitting there with them, you can share then. If someone is outside, they don't have clothes, they don't have shelter, they don't have the, the basic provisions to live. Yes, provide that first. Like pay to build a home. Put them somewhere. I don't like whatever it is, whatever story you've encountered, engage with that how you can financially or physically or whatever it is like the the need is now made known and you can meet it then meet it whatever it is that's immediate that's a basic thing like i need food i need shelter and i need relationships provide those things and, and yes okay now it's appropriate to share jesus like if you have a neighbor that moves in it's okay to just be like hi my name is case it's great to meet you welcome to the neighborhood would you guys like to come have dinner this weekend awesome and then when you're at dinner hey like i know you're new to the neighborhood do y'all go to church anywhere no 
oh cool we this is where we go and like can can i just engage some with that with you like we'd love for you to go with this and then you can ask those questions like hey on a scale of zero to ten if you died tonight how confident are you that you'd go to heaven you're now like knee deep in the conversation and maybe further than knee deep you may be neck deep now in the conversation about the gospel and what the scriptures say and then you go like okay it's a six well why if jesus asked you jim why should i let you in how would you answer that i'm a good person like i've done you know good stuff i've never killed anybody i don't steal things and awesome can i share with you what the scriptures say about that and it's it's not rocket science like this isn't difficult it just isn't like you don't have to have this long-term approach i'm reading this now i don't believe in a long-term approach to sharing the gospel i don't think that we have to formulate a strategy or a long-range plan in which we finally arrive at the day when we ask someone hey, on a scale of zero to ten how confident are you that if you die today that you go to heaven that should be a normal question we ask on a daily basis when we're beginning to engage conversation or whatever question it is that you use to get in there i have a buddy that says hey do you have a faith that one typically doesn't work for me. I ask it and it's something gets lost in the translation when I personally ask it and people are confused. And so I tried to make it easier. Like I, I, again, he kills it, like asking that question. I don't. Um, and so I have, I have to use a question that's simpler for me to communicate with somebody what I'm trying to talk to them about. And so that's where I start. Uh, I'll either say, hey, do you go to church anywhere? Or I'll say on a scale of zero to 10, just depending on where we're at in the conversation and how clunky I want it to be to get there. <laughs> the last podcast I did, I was saying a word that starts with an R and I'm committed to not saying that at all. And I almost said it. So I'm really working on that. Almost did it again. The question of engaging, whatever it is that you pick, that should be a normal question that we ask people to transition a conversation to Jesus. I'm reading again. This is one of those normative practices that we do on a regular basis to point, point where we don't have to ask. Hey, how do I do this? Oh, I get, I was reading and then I, I was like, wait, what am I trying to say there? This should be so normal that we don't have to say, how do I do this? When I'm at church and they're talking about sharing your faith, like the pastor's up there, he's like, hey, we gotta share our faith more. And you're like, yeah, but I don't really know how to do that. That should never be it. Like I should have repped this out enough that I know how I'm gonna do it. it. And it really is like a simple thing. I don't know if you played sports when you were a kid or if you did math when you were a kid or whatever it was that, it, that you did. When you repeatedly do something, it then trains you to do it that way whether that's good or bad, like that's how we build habits. If you go to the gym every day for a month, you've trained yourself to go to the gym and you've built that, what they say it's like 30 days to build a habit. So you go for 30 days and all of a sudden you have the habit of doing that. You drink a beer every night for 30 days. Now you have the habit of doing that. If you automatically go, when I'm hurt or when I'm bored, I go watch something I shouldn't. I go look at porn. Then you do that for 30 days. You now build that habit and then you have to, like you've trained yourself to do it. So whether it's good, whether it's bad, that's how we do it. And so spend 30 days asking somebody each day on a scale of zero to 10, if you die today, how confident are you that you go to heaven? Well, now you've trained yourself to do that. You did it for 30 days straight and you now built the habit of doing it and you've trained yourself to do it and you've made it easier. The same as with the gym. If you go for 30 days, day 30 is easier than day one. It just is. 
and especially if you're doing like on Monday, I'm doing the same thing this Monday and next Monday and the next Monday and the next Monday. But fourth Monday, you're stronger than you were. Your conditioning is better than it was. That's how it works. It's the exact same with this kind of thing. It works the same way. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So this should be something that we don't have to go, how do I do this? But it always starts that way. If you're sitting there and you're listening, okay, I get that. And thanks for making me feel bad about not feeling like, oh, how do I, I'm asking. Don't feel bad about saying, how do I do this? Everybody starts with, how do I do this? Most of us don't share the gospel because we don't know how to do this. Like we don't know how, we're scared, we don't know what to say, and we just think it's like that's not our thing. Like there's the whole gifts, and like when I read the scriptures and it talks about some people have the gift of evangelism, some have the gift of teaching, some have the gift of prophecy, some have the gift of serving, some have the gift of healing, some have the gift of fill in the blank, and and then we added that like they have the gift of worship. I always like it when we fill those out and it's like, I think we added the music piece to this, but okay, let's, yeah. And then you're like, no, I can sing. And then they say, no, I can't sing. You're like, no, I can't. Like, no, he didn't. The gifts are made live. Doesn't matter. For most of us that think this isn't our thing, it may be your thing. You've just never done it. You know? Like some of us don't know that we can play the flute until we sit down and play it. Like, hey, this may be my thing. It's not my thing. I'm not a flute player. My sister was, and that was her thing. She was good at it, but she didn't know that until she did it. Anyways, I almost used the R word again, but I shifted gears and got around it. How do you like that? That's conscious change. I'm going to write a blog about how to not say stupid things over and over again repetitively. Anyways, I've never actually met the guy that said, my gift is evangelism other than the guy that wants to go around and speak at camps and conferences. That guy says my gift is evangelism, but he means standing on stage, being an evangelist. Different concepts going on. Do they share the gospel? Yes. Is it something that they do like this? Usually the guy that's the best on stage doing that is the guy that's the best at the table doing that. Are you tracking with me? that phrase. Matt Chandler coined it and I steal it often. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you. Never actually met the guy that says my gift is evangelism and mean it from a daily one-on-one on one-on-one on one -on -one conversationalist standpoint. They always mean I'm gifted to be the main speaker at an event about Jesus. Evangelism equals telling someone what Jesus has done for us is something that has to be practiced. This is a tool or a muscle that we have to flex on a regular basis to make it strong and keep it that way. We should be pushing ourselves every day to be looking for opportunities to either take or create to share with others about Jesus. A great test that I use or that I like to encourage us to ask is, if Jesus saved everyone I shared the gospel with this month, how many more people would be going to heaven? If there are days when I'm deeply, not if, there are days that I am deeply ashamed of the answer to that question, and there are other days when I've worked hard to flex that muscle. Times when I've been intentional all day, all week, all month to plan out speaking to certain people and seeing the window. Like when I do that, when I sit down, I was reading and now I'm shifting back. When I sit down and I really am spending intentional time to like outline my day and I'm starting the day with like quiet time, breakfast, lining out like here are the time blocks, here's how the day's gonna work, work-wise, 
kid-wise, family-wise, I guess kids and family go in the same block. Who am I trying to engage with right now? Who, like it's Monday, who am I praying for today? Tuesday, who am I praying for? Wednesday, who am I? So when that's all like lined out and then I'm actually doing those things, that then creates the stream of, I am trying to talk to this guy today. And I'm looking for this opportunity today because my life runs, even though it's kind of all over the map, it still runs on a schedule. And so I can anticipate, I'm gonna see these guys on Monday. I'm gonna see these people on Tuesday. I'm gonna see these people on Wednesday. And so now I have a plan to go, okay, in this window of time, I am fighting for an opportunity to engage in a gospel conversation. Okay, do it. When I am doing that, then all of a sudden, I'm now looking for other opportunities outside it. Why? Because that stirs my affections for God, for life, for my family, for working hard, for creativity, for all those things. That's one of those things for me. And so when I'm doing that, it actually creates more moments. When I'm intentional, Monday, I am trying to invite fill in the blank to church and it's going to lead to that conversation. Well, all of a sudden, Tuesday, I just did it again. And Wednesday, I did it again. And by Friday, I didn't share the gospel five times. I shared it 15 times because those compounded into other moments during those days that I saw a window. It wasn't a planned window. It wasn't a window that I had to like, no, I'm engaging right now. I'm shifting hard and it's clunky and we're going. All of a sudden, now I'm seeing other windows of opportunity to engage. And so when we flex those muscles, they get stronger. When we don't, they get weaker. If I can't quote Romans 3.23, 6.23, 5.8, um, 5, Romans 10, 8, and 9. I'm not, I'm sorry. Right now, like, okay, I'm off right now. The last week, I haven't shared it now. Uh, Romans 10, 9, and 13, excuse me, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, and Titus 3, 5. If I can't quote those verses, I can't rattle them off and quote those things for you, I've not shared the gospel enough. I don't mean you, I mean me. Like, those are the tests that I can go. How many people would be, how many people would be saved if Jesus shared, uh, saved, them, saved them all? And then, two, can I rattle those things off? Because if I flexed it enough, it's right here and right now it's ready to go. If I haven't, then it's clunky and it's, it's getting rusty and I haven't used it that much. We have to do those things. The coolest thing that I've found in practicing reading, again, the art of sharing the gospel is the more I'm more alive in the moments that I'm doing this than any other time in life. During the moments, usually minutes, of going through the scriptures and explaining the gospel to someone are the moments when everything else fades to the background. It's the time when it's clear that nothing else holds eternal value. Wait, back up. It's the time when it's clear that nothing that holds no eternal value is worth the time or distraction when it compares to this. It stirs my affections for Jesus. It stirs my affections for my wife. It stirs affections for my kids, for life, and the desire to share it more. This may be one of, if not the most difficult things we as Christians wrestle with to actually do what we are told to do regularly and vigorously the way that we're supposed to. So how do we do this? This next thing I stole from uh, the guy that has had the most influence in my life on this. PETS, P-E-T-S, it is an acronym. Are our acronyms cheesy? Yes. What's the acronym for cheesy? Case, hates, easy, effort, sometimes, yes, cheesy. <laughs> I hope you like that. Uh, PETS is, P is pray. Pray for opportunities to share and the moment before you do. That was clunky, wasn't it? Like, what? Pray. So I'm going to pray. Like when I'm sitting down Monday morning, I'm having a quiet time. I'm praying. Like, God, please give me the opportunity with 
so-and-so if I'm being really intentional that day about that particular person. And if not, like I'm going, hey, help me to recognize an opportunity or to fight to create one. If you wait for opportunities, you're never going to have one. That's a lie. If you wait for opportunities, they're going to be few and far between. If you see opportunities that you can take advantage of and create one, then there are a lot more that compounds. There's a ton more when we fight for it. And what I mean by that, I'm in the gym one time, and this is when I had first started like really going, okay, I'm gonna actively share my faith on a consistent basis with people outside of just my sphere of influence inside ministry, right? So got my church job and the people that are in that, that group of people that I shepherd and I have that authority and those conversations are normative for a pastor outside of that, just like daily life. And so I walk in the gym one day and I prayed that, that like, God, please give me an opportunity. And this is the day that I realized you don't wait for opportunities, you go, you go make them. And I'm working out, and there's a guy that was in the gym, a younger guy, he was like early 20s. He'd been working out there for a few years. We'd talked quite a few times. I'd gotten to know him. I don't remember his name. This was years, like eight years ago. And I'd gotten to know him. I work at a different gym now, I live in a different town, yada, yada. So working out, and I see he's over there doing his workout, moving around, he's got headphones on. And so I'm waiting for an opportunity. We typically get to talk. Not happening, not happening, not happening. And so I'm going through all my sets, I'm doing a set, and then I'll look and I'm like, okay, there's not an opportunity here. He's in the middle of another set, he's got a headphones on, he's never taken them off, we haven't been able to engage a conversation today, but I'm sharing the gospel with this guy today. And so I walk up, he's got a cross tattoo on his shoulder, he finishes a set, racks the thing, and I tap him on the shoulder, he takes his headphones off, and I awkwardly, clunkily say, I don't even remember what I said, but I engaged the conversation there. And that's how it started. And that was the moment that it clicked for me when I realized oh, not all moments are just going to present themselves. A lot of the moments I'm going to have to fight to get in. I'm going to have to create the opportunity. And so am I going to pray for an opportunity to open up? Absolutely. I'm going to pray for the courage to make an opportunity open up. And then I'm going to pray as I see it happening. I mean, you can you can pray like, you just be in this one. Like, whoa. So I'm praying again. Why? Because I'm asking God to do it because there's nothing I can do. Like, I'm not going to say anything. The times when I've been like, I just wrecked that. And I'm like, what keeps you from trusting Jesus now? They're like, you're crazy. I'm out. No one's ever said that to me, but they're like, nah, I'm not in. I have 15 questions and you can't answer them right now. There are the moments when I I get through and I'm like, that was terrible. You've heard this before. Like anybody who's ever talked about this has said this before. Like it's not on you. In fact, the times I've done it the worst, people get saved. The times I've done it the best, people don't get saved. That's like, like, I don't know that I've heard somebody give this talk and not say that before. That's normal. It's not on you. So why am I praying? Because God, I want you involved. Like I want to get to watch you work today. So please give me the opportunity. Help me to jump off. And here we go. That's number two. So pray for opportunities to share the gospel and then to pray just before you jump off the cliff. When you see the moment, Jesus, please save this person or Jesus, please give me the right words and encourage and then go. When we pray, we are clearly inviting Jesus into the conversation. We are inviting the creator of the world to do a little work with us in that moment. We are reminding ourselves that we only have to do our best and Jesus can take the rest. Yes, that was cheesy. It sounds cheesy, and I just gave you an acronym for the cheese, so you can refer back, and you're welcome. Engage. So we've got pray, and then we've got engage. Engage in a conversation with someone. If you are sitting on an airplane, when someone sits down next to you, pray and then say, hello, my name is Case. What's yours? Don't say Case if you're not Case. Some of you may be. 
Congratulations, you've just engaged somebody. Yeah! It's surprising how easy it is to start a conversation with someone you don't know in an everyday situation. There's an article that I linked in this blog by May, I can't say her last name, it's P-A-N-G-O-N. So I'm not going to pronounce it because I don't want to botch it and if May reads this then I'll feel bad. So May, but it's this awesome article. It's a how to create intimacy with any person you meet and not intimacy like you're thinking right now, but like good deep conversation and healthy human action, interaction type thing. Mary, or not Mary, May took over 400 plus Uber, Lyft, plane, bus, etc. rides to practice that like she decided, I'm going to write this blog about immediately connecting in an intimate, on an intimate level with another human that I don't know. And to practice it, she decided, hey, I'm going to take 400 plus rides and I'm going to practice this and I'm going to take what I learned and I'm going to write the thing. This is what she did. So go like, go read this. It's awesome. And just in engaging with other people, it's, it's not hard. It isn't. It's like eye contact and words. Hi, my name is. Hi, my name is. My name is Eminem. Okay. If you got it, great. If you didn't, then it was bad anyway, so it doesn't matter. May share some great advice on how to engage with others. Read that thing and then begin to do it. It's not a difficult thing. Do we have to get out of our shell? Yeah, you do. If you're an extreme introvert, is it going to be hard? Yep. Is it basic? Yep. It's another one of those things, like you gotta flex that muscle, you gotta, you gotta make an effort, you have to work with it. I am a extroverted introvert, introverted extrovert, I don't know which, I don't, whatever. I like people and I like to be alone. Right now I'm alone at home with headphones on, staring at a camera. I'm not uncomfortable there. I'm not uncomfortable in a room of a thousand people. I enjoy both. If I have to spend eight hours in that room, I'm gonna be tired and I wanna come home and not have the camera right there because it's like okay now I need some me time shut the doors lock it. here we go you ha it doesn't matter what you are if you're an extrovert you got to practice it if you're an introvert you have to practice it if you're somewhere in the middle you have to practice it to get better at it so practice it and get better at it every time you go somewhere go on a track like get on a plane and f pray <coughs> introduce yourself to the person next to you hi my name's case what's your name awesome what do you do oh great what like why are you traveling to you wherever you're going is it for work? Do you live there? Awesome. Oh, you live there. Cool. How long have you lived there? Like eight years. Do you have a church there? Boom. We just did it. It was really fast, right? It doesn't have to be that fast. If it's an eight hour flight, take some time, but you can still get there. Like ask questions and listen, and then ask another question and listen, and then ask another question and listen. Play the game. This is an awesome way to train yourself to engage with people. Play a game where you try to spend five minutes and not make a statement, only ask questions. That's it just to ask questions and then because it teaches you to listen and so while you're listening obviously you're thinking of what I want to ask next but I'm listening like I have to listen instead of I'm just hearing words to formulate my next response I'm actually listening to what you say it's one of the reasons I love to have guests on the podcast because I get to I get to ask a question and then sit and listen and I, I usually keep a computer with me and I sit and type not because I'm ignoring them but because I'm listening to them and I'm making notes about what they're saying because I want to go back because there's a question I want to ask about what they said while they're completing a thought I want to say hey but okay t unpack that more or tell me more about this or okay we're gonna go this direction because you said X what does that mean and it's a way for me to practice engaging with people and it's a lot of fun I really enjoy it. so practice engaging with people so pray engage so I'm going to pray, Jesus, please get in this mess. And then I'm going to say, hi, my name is, or whatever it is in that relationship that's appropriate to begin the conversation, then begin it. 
T for it, so it's P-E-T, transition. Transition the conversation to Jesus. So do you go to church anywhere? Like have a phrase that you use that's easy to use. And again, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. As long as it's a word that is easily understand, or a phrase that's easily understandable, you don't have to explain the thing. And even if you do, who cares? You still got the conversation, right? Doesn't matter. If it's a bad question, ask the bad question if you got nothing else. If it's a great question, use the better one than the worst one. If you don't, just do it. It, it really doesn't matter. So transition the conversation. I have found, so do you go to church anywhere, that's the easiest transition sentence for me. And surprisingly, people don't get nearly as weirded out or offended as, offended as you think they might. In fact, I, I've only had one person over the last eight years get agitated with me one and she was on a plane where I was flying back from Phoenix I was at a conference there I'm sitting at this I'm sitting in the middle of a three uh, three seat aisle there's another pastor guy next to me sitting in the aisle I'm in the middle and then this lady sitting at the window seat and we start talking we're flying back to Austin from Phoenix and I pray I engage the conversation and then I transitioned it and she had like a had something I don't remember what it was she shut it all set it down and goes so we're doing this huh and then she was fine that is it there was another time when I was in the gym and there was an older guy who was like an old motorcycle dude and he and I had started talking and, and building a relationship his wife had cancer at the time and he's telling me about the treatment that she's going through and, and the difficulty that's happening there and I asked him hey do you have a faith he turns around pulls his headphones off I thought he was going to punch me and he just goes, what'd you say? And so I asked him again, he was like, oh, and then we had a conversation. So he just was confused. He's just a very scary man. So transition the conversation with whatever sentence it is that you wanna use, use the thing, transition it, see what works, play with it, do different things. We used to play this fun game with a $20 bill at a, at a, a restaurant. If it was a group of pastors, the waitress or waiter, I would say, I pull out a 20 and go, and I stole this game as well. I put the 20 out. This was not my idea. I took it from somebody else, but it was fun. Put the, the 20 on the table and said, hey, listen, uh, you get to ask us either one question or a series of questions, five question a piece, whatever. And if you can guess, we all do the same thing. We all work together. If you can guess what we do or what kind of business we're in, you get the 20. If you can't guess it, then you have to visit us at our place of business. And it's a fun way to open up conversation. And we're going to give you the 20, whether you get it or not, doesn't matter. And so it's a way to go, hey, here's some extra cash for working. Thank you for serving us. But I also engaged with you on a really intentional level. And I, and I did it in a fun way. And so there, it, it doesn't have to be just this, this. If you feel staunchy about like, hey, if I ask you, if you're going to go to hell, if you die today, if you don't feel like that's the question you want to use, don't. Use something else. That's fine. Just do it. Just transition the conversation from "Hi, my name is." Where do you live? Where do you where do you work? To can I tell you what the scriptures say about what Jesus did for you? Please. Great. Share. That's the last P E T. So it's pray, engage, transition. S is share. Share the gospel. Don't confuse sharing the gospel with inviting someone to church or asking them if they attend somewhere. Hey, do you want to go to, come to church with me? Or hey, do you go to church anywhere? And you talk about that. You didn't share the gospel. You just transitioned. That's it. You didn't actually, like, you got out of the golf cart, you walked onto the green, you took the tee and the ball, set it up, cleaned it all off, took some practice cuts, looked at it, did a backswing, dropped the club, and walked off. You have to, like, 
watch the ball as you hit it fall through and then there it goes okay so you actually have to share the gospel with somebody if you go through and look i put down the six scriptures that i use i always start with the zero to ten question because it tells me where you're at in terms of like how, how what do i need to tell you what do you not know and where i where do we need to pick that up at from a scripture standpoint and then the second question is if jesus asked you why should i let you in what would you say and again that tells okay if you're a nine and i if you're like uh, a nine well what would you tell jesus i trusted you you just need some clarification right ephesians 2 8 9 we're going to talk about that like you need some assurance that it's not on you it's on jesus and you've already trusted him but there's no reason for you to feel like that way okay i'm a four and i'm a good person we're going to start at the beginning with romans 3:23, right and that's where we're going to run so all six of those verses are in there that we referred to earlier you can go through and memorize those things those should be back pocket verses that you pull out i have them in my phone i went to the bible app i highlighted them so usually when i sit down with somebody and we're talking i just pull it up scroll through and sometimes i let them read it and god again got it highlighted so that it's easy to find no big deal talk about those and just walk through the gospel here's the thing we don't have to memorize the bible to share the gospel you don't you have to have, you don't have to have you don't even have to have the thing you don't have to read it page like cover to cover you should you should do that. Should you read your Bible consistently? Yeah. Should you know what's there? Absolutely you should. Some of us don't do that. Do it. That's not this blog. That's another one. But you don't have to have like a deep-rooted... I'm going to back up a little bit. You should. If you don't have a deep-rooted understanding of the scriptures, get it done. Get to work right now. Stop reading anything else and read that until you have it. But that doesn't mean don't share the gospel while you're doing that. If you memorize these six verses, you can do that. If somebody has a question outside your knowledge base, gotquestions.org. Like, go there. It's got thousands of questions that people ask on a normal basis pertaining to faith that can direct you towards answers. I don't know. It's totally fine. Like, what, what about cavemen? I don't know. I wasn't there. But we can, like, we can go look and see what those things have. We can see what other people have said about that. Ask your pastor. Ask anybody. But don't just because you don't have an answer doesn't mean that you don't have to engage now the gospel. Know those six verses. You know why you trusted Jesus. You know why you think you're going to heaven. Tell somebody. And when you share, share that. Share those six scriptures and then share the hope that you have. And then if they have a question that you don't have an answer for, I don't know. And then let's go find it together and use whatever resource you have to use to find it. That's great. That's a great experience for you. You just, your knowledge base just grew, right? So share, share the thing. Like I've said share multiple times now. Here's my six verses. Here's what I'm going to walk you through based on what your answers to the first two questions were. We're going to go through that. And then I'm going to say, what keeps you from trusting Jesus today? That may be where your question is over your head. And that's okay. Some people are going to go, nothing, like, let's do this. What do I do now? Well, pray with them. Do, like, what did you do? Tell them to do that, right? Like, Jesus, I, I believe in you. Please forgive me. Amen. Praise God. Do it. So, depending on how the conversation goes, uh, then kind of dictates how I'm going to wrap it up again. What keeps you from trusting Jesus today? Or if I could answer one question to convince you that this is real, what would it be? And that's another way of saying the same thing. Sharing the gospel is basic. It is simple, but we have to decide. I'm, I'm reading again, sorry. Sharing the gospel is basic. It's simple, but we have decided that it's not easy. 
and it's not. It's a challenge. It's 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 a challenge. However, the more that we do these kinds of things, the more comfortable we get and the better we get at it. And so I'm a lot better at it now than I was eight years ago. Far better. <clears throat> and I had I, I have multiple uh, higher ed degrees in the Bible. I was a pastor for a decade at that point and had led ministries and had led people to trust Jesus before. And I was terrible at doing this. Like, I terrified. Not only terrible, but terrified. Why was I terrified? Because I was bad at it. And I was bad at it because I hadn't practiced it. If you'd have been like, do you have the gift of evangelism? No. Wrong. That is incorrect statement. Do I have the gift of evangelism? I don't know, but I do it. Am I good at it? I don't know, but I do it. Am I better at it than I was? Absolutely. Are you better at it than I am? Probably. You just need to practice it more. The point is, it's basic and it's simple. Stop thinking that it's not. And begin to do those basic things. And then grow from that. The more that we do these kinds of things, like I said, the more comfortable, the better we get at it. And you might be surprised that you actually have the gifting after all. So, Perfect Church. Uh, the next one is going to be Perfect Church Part Five, we give our money and things whenever there is a need that we can meet. That's not going to be your normal, hey, here's your 10%, goes to the church and the storehouses. I'm actually going to knock on a few of those doors. And if you're on that side of the camp, you might get angry, which that's cool and fun. Because if you do, here's the cool thing. If you have a thought, a question, an argument, whatever, I'm more than happy to engage in a conversation with you. You can reach me at stellofellow at gmail.com. That's S-T-E-L-L-O. F-E-L-L-O at gmail.com. Use the subject line, Casey, I'd like to talk to you about fill in the blank and I will respond to you. I check that thing every day and am happy to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. So have a great day. Hope that you enjoyed this. Join us next time. We are going to be dropping a, uh, I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to do that. Um, next week, next, the next one's number five. We have eight total on this perfect church and then we'll keep going. So Again, thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Share it, like it, comment on the thing on any platform that you exist on because they're on all of them. So have a good day. Thanks.